listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, this Monday afternoon. Let's turn to our first topic and guest of the week. I'm delighted to welcome back on the program educator Stuti Sharma from Curiosity Kids about running science classes outdoors. Uh, Stuti, it's great to see you again. How are you doing? Thank you, Noreen. Very well. Uh, it's lovely to be back in the studio. Nothing's changed. It's all the same. <laughs> I was going to say, nothing changes here. Um, you can also watch uh, Stuti on our Facebook page as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. I absolutely love the way um, that you first started your business, that you first started uh, becoming an educator. You used to work in the financial industry full-time and you decided to to quit your job to run science classes yeah. for children. Tell, tell us that story again. All right, sure. Um, you know, I, I, I was working in the finance and the HR um, um, industry for a long time and uh, my kids uh, when my daughter especially who's 11 now when she was three and a half she used to ask me a lot of these questions about why things happen you know why fly, uh, birds are flying and I cannot and stuff like that so I started to think okay I do a lot of math with her I do a lot of languages with her but I don't do science with her enough and that's the age when they're very curious and they want to know everything and you can't give no as an answer or you can't give like oh it's complicated I'll explain you later as an answer all the time they want to know they, they want, want to know, know why exactly so we started to design a few experiments and uh, she really started to enjoy it she started talking about it as a school and then you know we had a few friends over so we did that for a few years and I realized how it just changed the way she looks at science and thinks about stuff around her it just made her more aware and more observant and that's when I decided that uh, you know this is definitely something I want to do for other children as well and uh, Curiosity Kids was uh, born. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank now you. Uh, you know let's talk a little bit about the impact of COVID-19 because yeah. then your classes could no longer continue because you know of the regulations and then, then what happened um, you started to run them outdoors instead. Yeah no absolutely so when the whole situation started to unfold all our classes were shut we couldn't run any classes and it took us a while to really understand what you know what can we do with what we have and that's when one of uh, the ideas were let's do outdoor classes and we weren't sure how that would go down because we've never tried it before and we said okay let's you know give it to our existing parents first because you know they've been they've signed up so let's give them as an option and it was quite uh, I wouldn't say shocking but it was quite surprising how parents took that opportunity and they they really wanted to you know let them go outdoors and explore and I think from our point of view, it was completely a different world of science that we could open to these kids. We can do a lot more outdoors and uh, we've literally like redesigned the entire, uh, you know, sort of uh, some portions of our content to suit outdoor settings. And uh, in fact, I was talking to my team the other day and we've decided that if in spite of everything going back to normal, we will continue our outdoor classes as an option because we all love it, you know, and kids really enjoy it. So it's been quite, um, you know, quite up and down, but I think we've come out uh, quite happy with this whole outdoor setting as such with the kids. I think it's amazing how you managed to, you and many other uh, business owners we've we've spoken to on the one two three show, just turning something a bit sort of dire yeah. into opportunities, and that's exactly what you've done. Let's talk about the old format. So, what sorts of things would the children learn before inside the classroom? What sorts of uh, science would they learn? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we have three different age groups. We have the toddler, which are eighteen months to 36 months are youngest months. yes <laughs> which is very you know sometimes very surprising what do you teach them but you should uh, you know see how how curious they are we yes. do a lot of props with them we just sort of show them the path of you know 
simple things like magnet, like water, like, you know, force, like simple things like even reflection. We give them lots of mirrors to work with. And they, they do start to get the concepts and they They're start like little to... They're scientists. They are, yes. yeah. And it's, that's my favorite uh, bunch of, uh, you know, kids because they really enjoy it and they're very uh, I think they're very proud of that what they are doing because they think this is something very serious and we're really big kids now we can manage it we can They've take it on. They've discovered the reflection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're they're amazed and absolutely you know um, in awe with science because they can see things that are behind them with just looking at a mirror and they do that every day but I think they never sort of connect it with the way we try and do it with them like okay this is what you're you know learning. So that's uh, the first group. Then we have three to five year olds, which sort of start to build a little bit more deeper knowledge of science. Again, similar topics, dinosaurs, you know, space, talk about everything, magnets, slimes, color, rainbow, water. I mean, there's like whole variety of stuff. We've got content all the time uh, coming in. And then we have our older group, which is five to eight. And that's uh, that's the group we really sort of sit down and do a little bit more, um, you know, uh, I would say a little bit more theory rather than just doing all the practical. So we actually sit down with them, we teach them stuff, and then they actually replicate that and do more experiments based on that. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's entire transition from as young as year and a half all the way till eight years. Yeah. How much detail should parents be going into when explaining concepts? I mean, when you've got a young child, say a three, I've got a three year old, yeah. and they ask, you know, where does the rain come from? Yeah. And I tried to explain the water cycle in simple terms, but I think I lost her there. I, I don't want to hide any details, but right. then you also don't want to share too much or too little. No, I agree. It's 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 actually a balance that, uh, you know, you need to sort of strike. You want to give them enough, which they understand, but not sort of give them, oh, it just comes out. You know, you can't give that as yeah. an answer. This generation, you can't say all these kind of, you know, weird stories of why things happen. So, you know, if you're trying to explain them something about, let's say, rain, all you have to say is, you know, we, we've actually done it with our three-year-olds. We kept a pot of water under the sun and we saw like the next day or a few hours later, the water had actually evaporated. There was The water was less. So we said the clouds have taken it because of the heat and now the clouds have too much water. They can't keep it inside them. So what do you do? They just let it go. And that's when the rain comes. And then again, you know, the sun will take the water to the cloud. So it's sort of, you know, like just trying to... And they find it very exciting. Oh, yeah, I know when the clouds are black, that's when mummy says it's going to rain the hardest. I said, yeah, because the clouds are full of water then. So I think it's it's those kind of little things, how you, you know, excite their curiosity, just not give them the theory and say, oh, this is what happens. Exactly. <laughs> You're absolutely right. With this generation, you can't just say this is the way it is. No. They, they need answers. And they need like logical answers, you know. <laughs> No longer can you <laughs> ride on any of these fairy tales and say it just happens. So, exactly. so that's that's the whole ideology of these classes. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some of the outdoor classes that uh, that's just recently started. Yeah. So what do you learn outdoors? What sort of science do you learn? Yeah. So with outdoor classes, we started off with very simple stuff like, you know, looking at soil, looking at animals, uh, sorry, looking at uh, insects, looking at leaves, trees. But then we realized these kids were curious to know more. So we started to design a few more uh, modules and uh, we've done this whole module on, uh, you know, maps. Like how do you how do you look for things in a map? How do you have a grid in a map? It's again very age appropriate. 
and because yeah, uh, we didn't really learn that at school there was no, there was no need in hong kong to really use a map to <laughs> right. be honest right but with these kids you know they go out they travel so it's very i think it's very it's good, good for skill, them absolutely. exactly in fact this morning i was sitting down with like uh, three year olds and we actually made our own maps and they were so excited i exactly know where the and we were trying to show them how to read a map yeah. so you know simple things like that uh, teaching them these i think these skills which they can use later and um, i don't think it's any um, you know it's very age appropriate and and they're definitely ready to to grasp the concepts so those kind of things are definitely you know quite uh, hot topics at the moment for us <laughs> yes absolutely because you know at school we don't really learn how to read maps it's only until you go you go hiking but that's already when you're a bit older yeah, right. um but yeah that's it's a really good skill to have so in in terms of their curiosity um are kids naturally curious all kids all kids no exceptions there are such uh, bright curious you know extremely observant kids around us and it's it's quite a it's it's absolutely a pleasure to see them you know like a little like you know a switch goes on in their brain there yes i know that i did that in that session or i did that with my mom or i did that when i was walking on the road and that's when the child is connecting oh this is what it meant this is what i was trying to do so they're definitely very curious and i think with this entire generation with so much around them it's extremely important to make them aware of their surroundings of you know why things happen and uh, like for example one of our bigger topics are environment which is such a important uh, yes. you know topic for this age so they take it very seriously and i hear from parents coming back oh my god my child just doesn't let me buy a single plastic bag can you just tell him or her that one bag is okay so so you know those kind of things i feel uh, really um sort of and i think they they keep it in their minds they don't let it go so it's uh, it's quite encouraging to see them actually use it in their lives absolutely and which is why a lot of a lot of schools target you know young children at a young age with environmental issues so that they then go back to yeah. their parents and say don't do this i learned this at school this is bad for the dolphins or yeah. or or the, or the uh, sea turtle exactly absolutely wow. <laughs> No, it is. It is quite interesting, you know, and and how they take all these things and how they process that information, and they remember. Sometimes in our classes, we say, "Oh, we'll talk about this next week," and you know, we we just sort of forget that we actually said that. They remember. They will come back, and the first thing. So there was this girl. She was sitting in the classroom, and she was very upset. I said, "What's wrong with you?" And she wouldn't say a word. And I was like, "Okay, there's something definitely wrong." So I spoke with her again, and she said, "But you said we're going to learn about dinosaurs this week, and you didn't bring the dinosaurs." And I was like, "Oh." Oh my oh, god, oh. I remember that. <laughs> so you know, nothing goes past these kids. You have to be extremely careful what uh, what you tell them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um so we talked a little bit about the the impact of COVID-19 on the business. What about on the children? Have you noticed that their moods um have been dampened and how do you go about as an educator yeah. sort of bringing them back out of their shells because a lot of them maybe didn't have their regular routine yeah. of going to school? Yeah no absolutely it's very uh, it's challenging i think for adults and uh, no less for the younger uh, sort of uh, kids as well they're extremely um, i think they don't understand as much as obviously the older kids do these are very but at the same time they are quite um, they're quite um, 
quick to come back to you know where they left things at so they're quite i think they're quite adapt adaptable very adaptable adaptable yes. yeah so i just feel they're extremely um you know they can very quickly come back and say oh yeah 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 we did that we did that and they're very um engaging and happy and once they get into that happy mode they i think they forget about you know the other sort of not so great things that are going around and then they come back to their uh, classes Absolutely. and enjoy it. I think children are so there's they're such miracles that you know they don't stay sort of that sad yeah. bad mood in the long term they sort of jump in and out yes. they get happy again if yes. they're focused on whatever they're doing it is. and it's very uh, I quite like going and seeing them because they make me happy right <laughs> I, you know you go back and you have all these things going on in your mind and then when you sit down with them for one hour you just forget about everything you just focus with uh, with what they are doing and they are always very cheerful very mm. happy exciting so you come back with your own mood lifted more than lifting their <laughs> so moods so i used to you are very sort of cheerful i sort of just love your story how you quit your sort of job in the financial industry yeah. to become an educator yeah. and just doing science experiments with children because i think that's so remarkable and you know it's such a rewarding it is um just seeing the smiles and and, and teaching them about important concepts by the way yeah. because you know they'll sort of go back to their parents and teach their parents about the environment. No, absolutely. And I think it's very uh for us the key encouraging point of this business is when we see siblings come back. So you know we have the older boy uh, brother or sister gone through the entire process with us and then we have the little sister come up and that gives me so much happiness because then I feel okay we're really making difference to these children's, you know, learning. Yes. And uh they the parents and the families do recognize that and that's when you know the sibling and the this younger one is so excited because he or she is very proud that they are finally doing what the brother <laughs> and sister was doing all this while and talking about it right absolutely so it's quite a it's a very rewarding experience when you when you hear these stories yeah so what have you got uh, in in the pipeline there what have you got coming up in the summer holidays yeah so summer is busy for us with uh, not too many families traveling um given the situation so we're going to be running a lot of summer camps across hong kong we've uh, added quite a few locations and uh, the whole idea is again to get uh, kids who have not been in our class as well as obviously the ones who have been doing our classes they'll join as well but to just give kids a flavor of science just get them you know interested in the whole uh, concept of how do you actually learn science uh, you know it's not uh, some people think it's very serious you have to be very old enough to do it but we want to show children no it's not you know it can be very fun it it's very exciting and it's something that you can you know go back and use or or do these experiments at home so some Summer camps are going to start from the end of June, which is the last week of June, and we continue all the way till end of August. And uh, we're really looking forward to our summer camps, and we've got some really exciting and new content lined up. And uh, because we had a lot of time to plan this out, <laughs> yes, the I was going to ask, how do you sort of come about uh, with your syllabus? And and what, you know, there's because there's a lot to do with with science, like you said, yeah. magnets, uh, yeah. water, and um, so how do you sort of go about uh, curating the the different contents? So we actually do look at what uh they would be learning at school in those particular years just to you know align our content according to the year group so we don't want to be doing something which they'll probably learn next year at school so we want to try and be consistent as much as we can and so that's one and the second is obviously age appropriate we have to design stuff which we think this age can handle and uh third again is something that is current so for example you know um this um uh, this um you know if there's any new thing happening in the in the in the world somewhere which we want to tell 
children about so we'll design something around them so for example you know the virus was a big topic for the last few weeks in our classes because we were just talking a little bit more about so we went in depth about it so that's how we go about designing our content yeah exactly and and they actually surprisingly know a lot about sort of bacteria and, and virus yes. I tried to do that uh, with, with my daughter with paint I said this is bacteria if you don't wash your hands yeah. then I'll get stuck so, on your hands yes, um, and it's funny how they really is, oh, I must wash is. my hands for 20 seconds or, yeah no that's true and we did this you know we showed them pictures of different viruses and then we said we gave them play-doh and stuff and we said make your own virus and you know they came up with the most lovely and cute pictures of viruses and there was this little boy he said you know what um, actually my virus is a good virus so <laughs> I was like wow that's really you know? so it's very, that's empathy exactly <laughs> so you hear all these stories and it's it's absolutely you know uh, amazing to see them think and uh, you know just sort of be aware of what's going around them yeah well Stuti, remind our listeners once again how we can find out a bit more about you and your work and about uh, Curiosity Kids. Yeah, sure. So we have a website, which is uh, www.curiositykidshk.com. We are also on Facebook. You can find us at uh, Curiosity Kids. And we've uh, launched our Instagram page uh, <laughs> just a few weeks back, which is Curiosity Kids HK. So, yeah, you can find us any of these uh, locations and um, you can find more about our classes, more about our camps and uh, anything else that uh, parents would like to see their kids do in these classes. would love to hear from them, too. <laughs> Excellent. Well, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time today and I look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thank, thank you very you much so to Stuti much. Sharma. Thank you. Thank you, Nuri.